Take a deep breath, take the higher road That's what they always say, as if they know the way They won't take it from me But don't ever doubt yourself, it's life ain't just a dream You make your own, so kick and scream The people will like with a never-ending force You never had the chance, so what you waiting for? The day has come, my friend, cause this is war For some of you that listen to me on a regular basis, you might even know me personally and know that I am actually a super joyful person, despite maybe me always picking topics that seem mm, a little negative or focusing on kind of all the bad stuff that's happening in the world. I really am a joyful person. I love to laugh. I think I've got a great sense of humor. I'm the funniest person I know, if I'm being honest. And I thought today I would just kind of talk about some wins because having lived through the past three years and being somebody that's been outspoken and sort of on the quote unquote front lines, if you will, about all the nonsense. I mean, not just COVID, literally all the nonsense, the election nonsense and, um, you know, BLM and George Floyd and of course the vaccine and all of this stuff that's been going on. And being somebody that has the capability of not becoming emotionally attached to whatever narrative the television is shouting at us to become attached to, it's really hard. It's really hard to not become just this crusty old lady who is angry at everybody all the time. It'd be super easy to do that. And there is a tiny part of me that would love to be her, but I just can't. It's not really in my nature. But what is in my nature is comedy and sarcasm. It's all my trauma, and I use it to my advantage. Why wouldn't I? So today, I'm just going to talk about some things that are positive. And if you you hear a little hint of sarcasm in there, well, you're probably on the right track. But maybe this will offer some delight in your day. I don't know. Who knows? But we'll see. Now, I've talked on this show before about gender roles, about how I value gender roles. It's part of who I am as a woman. I am this, I think I'm kind of a unique woman in the sense that I can be a super tomboy and I love sports and I grew up playing sports and I grew up riding dirt bikes and camping and I can change a tire and I can change the oil in my car. And, you know, I have all of these skills and things that I can do that would be typically attributed to the masculine. But I also really love to get my hair and my nails done and I like to dress nice and I wear makeup and I like to smell good. And 
you know, I, I have those feminine things and I'm nurturing and I'm motherly and I like to cook and keep a clean house. And so I have this balance, but I'm a huge fan of gender roles. If I never had to change my own oil, I wouldn't. I mean, I really don't now. But if I never had to do any of those masculine type things, I, I necessarily wouldn't. But I can. I'm capable of doing them. And I've talked before on this show about how I think feminism has just completely ruined our society, start to finish. And I'm talking about the hardcore feminism. I'm not talking about old school feminism, which I think was the right to vote. I think that's partially feminism, if you want to put it under that umbrella. But that was more just, okay, that's an equal right. Everybody should have that. Women can vote which the irony in that is I'm not voting anymore. So we could hash that out. But those types of things, I'm not this woman that's like, oh, pay me as much as a man. No, dumb. There's no glass ceiling, dumb. Like don't put women in men's sports, dumb. We can't do everything that men can do. We just can't. It's stupid. And it bothers me when people say that. And that's the extreme type of feminism that I'm talking about. And we have come to a place now in our society where we have feminists, but we also can't, nobody can tell you what a woman or a man is, or it's just what you feel. It doesn't matter what's in your underwear. And, you know, all of this gobbledygook is being shoved in our faces. So who knows? Can there even really be feminists anymore? If nobody has to be anything, if nobody is anything, who knows? But we're also at a place in our society where we're on the brink of World War III. We're so close. We got got uh, fighter jets and aircraft carriers, things in motion, things are moving. We're awfully close to another proxy war that's going to usher in something, right? The industrial military complex is cooking up something as a result of this or this getting started so they can implement that. Whatever it's going to be, mark my words, it'll be something. But the feminists have gotten us to a place and they've gotten themselves to a place because it's not me. I'm not participating in that. But I do want to offer congratulations to them because they have now gotten us to a place where there is very heavy chatter about there potentially being a female military draft. And I love this for them. I love it so much. Because this is a direct result of all of your hard work and your dedication. And of all the people that we want to recognize hard work and dedication, it's the federal government and our military. I mean, I can't imagine. I'm sure my FBI file or my CIA or whomever watches me or is listening to me, I'm sure my file is thick. And I can't wait to sit and read it on the top bunk in the gulag one day. But until then, 
I'm going to sit by and watch as all of these green-haired kids who should be fighting the establishment are all now getting plucked by the establishment to go fight for the establishment. It's a glorious win. Really stunning and brave. And it begs the question, what happens when you throw all of this downstairs mix-up into the talk? Well, you were born with that, so you get drafted. Well, you were born with that, but you chopped it off. You also get drafted. Drafts for everyone. It doesn't matter anymore. And this, again, is such a win for that community. You've completely blurred the lines. There's no distinction. And when there's no distinction, everybody gets to go. Kudos. Hip, hip, hooray. The women that are born women get to go. And now some of those women might also be pretty upset that when they arrive, they're not going to be assigned to the gender-specific roles that maybe you think you're going to get. If you didn't want to cook for your boyfriend at home because you don't have to do that because you're a queen, well, you're probably not going to be put in the kitchen on the aircraft carrier. You get to be treated how you have been begging to be treated. And that's like your male counterpart. So you get to carry the weight that your body allows. You get to do all of the things that the men can do because you can do them. You are just as good. You are just as capable. And I'm so proud of you. Now, for the bros, they want to put on some pantyhose on the weekends, go to the library and read books to kids. You get to go also. And I love that for you. Maybe you can start a band or do some performances, but you get to go also. Whether or not you've decided to chop it off, it doesn't matter. It's fair now. Everything is fair. Everything is even. If you've got Lee Press on nails, we don't care. We're not even going to ask. We're not even going to ask. You get to go. This is, this is where we're at. And it's wild to me. Because when you have conversations with people about decisions that are being made and about coddling people's feelings and coddling people's mental illnesses, the other insane people are watching. And those other insane people are the people in our government. This is, th th this is like ripe for the picking for them. They're sitting there going, oh, yeah, look at all these kids. 
being manipulated and brainwashed by the university systems, talking about how women can do everything that men can do. Perfect. We've just doubled up. Oh, homosexuals in the military? We won't ask about that. Don't ask, don't tell. It's cool. Oh, you wear lipstick and pantyhose on the weekend? <gasps> we don't even care about that either. Fatigues, Monday through Friday. Dolly Parton here on Saturday? Nobody's looking. We're none the wiser. Just as long as you can shoot that gun. Make Big Daddy some money. My stocks. The lobbyists. New World Order. It is perfect picking. It's fall harvest. They're just grabbing them all. And now the complete irony of all of this is that back in the day when the real draft was going on for other proxy wars like Vietnam, you had what would be considered by today's standards back then, those were probably the liberal kids, right? Those hippies, those kids smoking dope and going to Woodstock. They were literally fighting the man. They were the ones screaming about unnecessary wars, holding protests, holding rallies. And I would render a guess that a lot of them would consider themselves feminists back in the day. And that has now evolved into a modern-day feminism that literally toes the line with and for the government. And as a result, the government's looking at all these kids going, yeah, these are our people. We got them. We had them masked up for three years. Some of them are still doing it. Some of these kids who talk about how capitalist is capitalism is so bad as they type their college paper on a MacBook and drink their Starbucks through a paper straw, they're ours now. We get them. And people can't see that this is literally a direct consequence of behaviors and of coddling and not having a semblance of right and wrong, good and bad. Like, this is... This is the fall. This is a society in collapse. Another proxy war. People shouting about who they support with no knowledge or foundation of what they're shouting about because the TV told them to. And groups of people being so disconnected from reality they don't even know what gender they are, thinking that they're trendsetters, thinking that they're bucking the system when really the system is literally salivating. They're just Mr. Burnsing over there in the corner with their fingers, like, well, ha 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 ha, yes, be so confused. 
be in such a state of emotional uproar that when we implement this, you will think again that you're doing something for the greater good. You won't be able to conceptualize the 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 side that you're even on, what you're doing. You'll be in such a state of disillusion and confusion, but it won't matter. And nobody will be able to have a rational conversation with you about, hey, you kind of signed up for this. You kind of set yourself up for this. Hey, remember... um, Remember that time when you said the women could do everything the men could do? Not such a good look now, is it? Hey, bros, remember that time when you were like, well, I mean, maybe I'm just gay, but I don't think I'm just gay. I think I'm actually a lady on the inside. didn't keep you from going to war. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. And the people, this is the crazy thing. The people that are supporting you and being a champion for you, having this downstairs mix-up and this ideological sort of battle They're literally the ones sending you off like lambs to the slaughter. The amount of like false caring is wild. Wild. Me, somebody who doesn't even agree with that, who doesn't think it's even possible, who feels sorry for those people, who thinks that there's probably some underlying situation there maybe child molestation maybe it's our atrazine filled tap water maybe it's being injected all your life with potentially other gender dna i don't know call me crazy maybe it's some of those other things rather than just being born in the wrong body i don't want you to go to war I don't want that for you. I don't want you led to the slaughter. And the people that are validating you are the ones sending you. Like, it's insanity. It's insanity. It's that whole sort of analogy of like, you, your captors like, feed you and take care of you. And so you like fall in love with your captors. Was that Stockholm syndrome? That That's literally what's happening. And same with the feminist movement. They're so interwoven and I think they're interwoven on purpose, right? Although I don't even know if we can have a feminist movement anymore because everything is just jumbled up. You can be whatever you want to be day in and day out. Switch it, change it up. I don't care. Doesn't matter. Everybody's going to war. Boys, girls, the furries, the fluffs, the kids that identify as tables. I don't know. Everybody's going. Because nobody has put their foot down about all the nonsense. 
everybody goes. Now, something that I will say as a woman who has a lot of it, well, I wouldn't say a lot, but I have enough exposure to the military. I have family members that have been in the military. I've got friends, I've got coworkers. I don't know, obviously I've never been in the military and thanks be to God, to the people that are in it and that volunteer and that sign up to do that because you're way stronger than I am ever in a million years. I'm not built that way. Um, primarily because I have a really, really uh, huge problem with authority. <laughs> Imagine that, go figure. I don't do well with people telling me what to do. Um, and I think I'm also a Frady cat. So that right there would keep me from participating in that, which is why I'm even more grateful to the people that have the strength and the courage and the the mental and physical fortitude to do that on my direct behalf. But I know enough about it from talking to people and again, friends and family that have been in it that I want to offer some suggestions to the people that maybe don't know what they could be in store for. Because I have, and maybe this is an assumption on my part that's not a safe assumption, but it's an assumption nonetheless, that maybe some of these blue-haired kids out there on the Harvard campus having sit-ins and still wearing their masks, maybe aren't too familiar with the inner workings of the military. Maybe they're not too familiar with what they could do to get ready. What if the draft man knocks on your door? Are you going to be ready? So I'm going to touch on that in the second half of the show. It's going to be great. It's going to be super entertaining. I encourage you to come back for more. I am your host, Nurse Beth. You're listening to Nurses Out Loud. And this is America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's time and this is Nurses Out Loud Talk Radio want to introduce you to ASEA Redox Cell Signaling Molecules. It is more than just a wonderful natural product. Redox molecules are native to the human body. Redox molecules enable your body to turn on its inner doctor so your body can heal itself the way it did naturally when you were young. Check out americaoutloud.shop, look for ASEA Cell Signaling Molecules Liquid Supplement, and check out Nurse Michelle's recent favorite ASEA product, Renew 28 Revitalizing Redox Gel, because this gel helped get me through some significant muscular pain during my healing process following a recent canoeing accident when I broke my hip. Give it a try for your aches and pains and let Nurses Out Loud hear how your health has improved. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. 
For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX Throat Spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. With the rise of independent media, we are now AmericaOutloud.news. For the genius of the United States is not found in its executives or legislatures, nor its ambassadors, authors, colleges, or churches, nor even in its newspapers or inventors. The genius of the United States is we the people. AmericaOutloud.news, liberty and justice for all. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body, and now they found the solution. The miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Falker with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Welcome back to the show, second half. Digging in, if you were not here for the first half of the show, welcome. We're digging in on, well, what would happen if 
the military as we tiptoe ever so close to World War III and the U.S. involvement, what would happen if now the ultimate feminist goal is achieved and we celebrate all of their hard work and we reward them? Really, it's a reward. It's a reward. We reward them for all of their hard work, their progressive thinking, their commitment to equality. And we have a female draft. I mean, are we celebrating or are we celebrating? Three cheers for the feminists. Now, here's what else is kind of overlapping with that. The feminist and the LGBTQ alphabet gang are very interwoven. And they're even more interwoven now that we're not even really sure what anybody is anymore. It doesn't matter. Your downstairs mix-up has nothing to do with anything, really. So everybody gets to go to war now. This is the most validation externally, I think that anyone could get that's associated with these two groups. You've siloed yourself into these categories. And as a result, and making such a stink about needing acknowledgement and support and affirmation and confirmation and all the mations, you now have drawn the attention of our federal government and our military branches. And those are the people that have supported you. And those are the people who have been champions for your cause. And they think you're so amazing. And they think you're so great. You get to go to war for them. Three cheers. You did it. Glass ceiling. Broken. And this doesn't include this. I mean, this doesn't exclude the people that think that they're animals. I've already been thinking about this, you guys. You have to know this is where my brain is gone. There is something for everyone. And this is the beauty of where we're at. Everybody gets acknowledgement, everybody gets confirmation of their place in this world. Okay? The females. They thems, the zers, the he hims, the hoozy watsits, the meows, the rough roughs. Everybody gets to go. Everybody. Now, if you're a furry, and my understanding about the furries is that there are different kinds, right? There's cats and they've had to put litter boxes in high school bathrooms because that's not a mental illness. I think that those people could be emotional support pets. I think there's a place for them in the barracks or maybe they could just kind of like wander around. And if somebody needed like, you know, a pet to talk to or to confide in or something, I think that that would be super appropriate. I think that that is a great job for them. And I think that it would really 
really exemplify sort of who they are and, you know, what their, what their calling is maybe, you know, I think that that would be great for them. Now, if you're a pup, because I think that that's also one of them, which is also really amazing because we are all aware that there's a very high ranking military official in our government who has a picture with one of those like dog masks on. We're all aware of this, right? His name is escaping me at the moment, but uh, we're all aware of this, right? Because it's a thing because that's his like kink or whatever is to pretend he's a dog. So here's my suggestion. I think that he should take a, a platoon or a squadron or whatever the proper term is. And I really feel like those could be bomb sniffing dogs. Again, what a what better way could we validate what someone's experience is? Put them on the canine unit. Service dogs. I think they get great, like, military treatment. I think they get first-class flights. Right? There's, I mean, I, I just, I don't know of another way that we could affirm this more than giving them a place you know, ride alongside a soldier, just heal at their feet, sniff out those bombs. It's, it's really, I mean, it's stunning and brave. It's stunning and brave. And I think it taps into, because again, they're born that way. So the things that we're born with, the things that are innate are really the skills and the things that we should be capitalizing on and and maximizing on. You know, I don't know if I was born this funny. Um, Again, I think it's probably my trauma, but I'm going to say that I was born this funny and that this is just how I get to move through life. I get to make inappropriate jokes all the time. And I get to laugh at things that aren't really all that funny, but I find them funny. Because that's what God gave me. Same with the pups. That's what they get. It's validating. It really is. When somebody laughs at my joke, oof, the joy that brings me. I can't imagine the joy if you're a pup and you get to be on a canine team. It's the best. Maybe your picture on a plaque. Oof, gives me goosebumps, you guys. But now what if you have an assigned gender? You know, what if you're a girl? What if you're what if you right now are a sophomore in college and you get that email or you get that knock at your door? It's time to go. We're ready. A rucksack with your last name on it. You gotta go. It's what you wanted. You fighted for you fought for this. You fatted. You fatted for this. You fought for it. You wanted it. You went to a liberal arts college. You took women's studies. Right? You didn't shave your armpits your entire freshman year. You dyed your hair green. 
Okay. This is what you get. This is your reward. You get to go to war. So again, I'm not an expert in the military, but I think I know enough. I've been around the block. I'm a pretty educated person. I've got a lot of life experiences. I know a lot of people. And I think that there are some things that women, and again, maybe I would even, maybe I would even put the non-binaries in there too. Maybe anybody in general who has like a strong aversion to the idea of the military and the idea of war. That's the funny part. All these people probably have a really strong aversion to it. But you've loved the government's support of your ideas and who you are. And they're super validating. So you're their people now. You get to be the government's people. I'm not a government person anymore. I'm not one of them, but you are. That's your allegiance. So maybe the they, thems, maybe the non-binds, that's what I call them, just the non-binds. I think it sounds cooler. And then maybe the, the, the she, hers. I think there are some things that you can do to prepare for combat because you get to go to the front lines again, no such thing as gender, no such thing as gender rules. You don't get to go to the kitchen. You don't get to go to the medical tent. You don't get to go there just by default. Because your chromosomes don't matter and your genitals don't matter. No importa. Okay? Everybody's the same. We all wear camo. We're in the same fatigues. Everyone has a hat on and a backpack and a gun. Everyone's the same. So here's my suggestions. It's going to come down really to your level of preparedness. And just like I like to be prepared, right? Like I've been preparing over the last three years for a lot of different scenarios. World War III, sort of one of them. I'll be honest with you. I'm prepared if the grid goes down. I'm prepared if some... Lunatic wants to come to my door and try to break in. I'm prepared if the grocery stores close. Like, I'm prepared in a lot of different ways. But because I don't think men and women are the same, I've aged out. A lot of other things, I'm not a government person. Like, I hate authority, like all the things. I'm not going to war. <laughs> okay. But the 19 year olds doing women's studies were saying, my body, my choice. You're headed off. Here's how you can prepare. Number one, physical fitness. It's going to be time to start thinking about how your body composition is actually a direct reflection of survival. Okay. All that extra weight that you might be carrying around could be hard when you're jogging because there's a lot of jogging involved. Okay, so we might want to start thinking about that. The yes queen and my body is, you know, what I make of it and big is beautiful and size doesn't matter. Well, here's the thing. You can be a little bit faster if you're in better shape. You could maybe protect yourself a little better if you had to slap a muscle on your body. 
cardiovascular endurance is going to be huge. Although I am concerned about your cardiovascular health because you probably took the two jabs and at least a couple of boosters, but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Physical fitness is going to be key. Start jogging. Ladies, start jogging. And the non-binds, start jogging. Get in some reps. Put on your school backpack. Have all your books in there. Don't wear super comfortable shoes because you're not going to get those in the military. Wear ones that are maybe like a little older, the soles worn out, where you're for sure going to get a blister on the back of your heel. Do that. That's good training. You're going to need that sort of wound care, self-education. Okay? Hit the streets, pavement, dirt roads, gravel roads, rough terrain. Maybe even have your friends drop you off in a neighborhood that you've never been to so that you can navigate foreign territory. Have it feel a little scary. Maybe a place where there aren't good street lights. Okay? Start that physical fitness. Maybe a few push-ups at night before you go to bed. Maybe a few crunches before you go to bed. Slab a muscle. It'll do you good in the long run. Okay? The other thing I'm going to suggest, I don't think they do green or blue hair in the military. So I'm going to suggest before all the looters get to CVS and Walgreens, just head down and get yourself a box of dye. Okay, just like Clairol or like whatever, nice and easy. It doesn't matter. Just get something close to your regular color and just give it the once over. Okay. Also, if you went through like a sad season over the summer, Maybe it wasn't so much hot girl summer, but maybe it was sad girl season and you cut bangs and you're going to want to start growing those out. Okay. Cause in the military, it's that slick back pony look. Okay. That's all you get. There's no, there's no braids. There's no, um, you know, little space buns. There's no butterfly cut, right? Which is the thing right now. There's no bangs, okay? So start growing those out in conjunction with that box dye. Just get it taken care of so that if it's time, if you get called up, you're good to go. Like you're already prepped and ready, okay? So physical fitness, physical appearance, which is also good because here's the other thing, ladies or they, thems. Since we don't care about man, woman, like it really actually doesn't even matter what you look like, like being attractive or like, you know, having any semblance of like physical identity, it doesn't matter. So there's, you know, your, your need for standing out or individuality, it doesn't matter. Everybody's going to be the same. Your camo pants, like it's just going to look like a big line. There's like no differentiating in between the legs there. So just be ready. Physical fitness, physical appearance. Okay. The other thing that I would really suggest is from what I gather, the military can be a little harsh. It can be a little rough. Maybe not so much caring or coddling to feelings. Now, do I think that this is right? Do I agree with this? No, I think feelings are important. But I don't know that when you're on your stomach looking through the scope, trying to take somebody out that's, you know, 100 yards away, I don't know that your feelings matter. But what matters is, is that you fought for equality and you're here now. You're on your stomach in in the desert. Okay? Good job. Congratulations. You made it. 
but it's a little rough. Feelings don't matter. I would do my best to surround yourself with the people that you think are going to be the most difficult, the most challenging, if you will. Maybe I hate to use the name because I love Karens, but you know, maybe a group of quote unquote Karens, you know, maybe all the people that want to speak to the manager. Start surrounding yourself with those people who aren't really going to worry about the truth hurting someone's feelings. Maybe get used to being misgendered. Maybe talk to people who don't acknowledge pronouns. That is going to toughen you up to your core. It's going to be exactly what you need so that as you embark upon this journey, and maybe you're in the car or maybe you're on the plane or maybe you're standing in the line to get all the injections in your arm that you need. You need all of those vaccines when you enter the military and you can feel the tears welling up in your eyes. Maybe it'll just help you choke them back. Because remember, equity and equality. This country has been clearly fighting for that for so long that we've got it now. And this is how it's going to look. Feelings won't matter. Okay. So we covered physical fitness, physical appearance, your feelings. Get those out of the way. They don't matter anymore. The other thing I would suggest is that from what I can gather in the military, in your training, and when you're actually on the front lines, it's going to be loud. It's going to be noisy. You're going to have to work on regulating your nervous system. So I suggest starting to watch shows that are, you know, maybe scary or topics that are super uncomfortable. Maybe talk to a Christian conservative. Oof. Talk about nervous system dysregulation. If you've been screaming for women's rights, equal rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Go to church. That would be good. That would be really good. That's going to be a good testing ground for you and how you handle the stress of that, the cold sweats, maybe a little diarrhea. It's all about preparation. It's getting you in the right headspace. It's getting you in the right physical space. And now... I say all of this really in jest, but there's so much that is not in jest. It's like the saddest reality. I mean, the jokes are incredible and I love the jokes. And the monologue of this show talking about how asinine this is, is not that far off of reality, you guys. It's just not. We have so many people out there so disconnected from an actual reality that don't think about the consequences of their actions and their behaviors. And I would say even more so on the case of adults. You have adults that are so afraid 
of speaking up, of telling the truth, of setting a moral foundation, of doing right from wrong, of setting boundaries for their children, of not being their children's best friends, of not protecting their children, of not getting their children help for something that perhaps they need help for instead of just painting little Billy's nails because he thinks he's a girl today when really he was sexually abused by his camp counselor. (laughs) And our government is literally, our government is notorious for preying on people and they don't prey on the strength, the strong ones, right? That's what's so funny. That's what's so crazy about this whole idea is that those of us that are the conservatives that are bucking the system, they're not actually coming after us. You want to know why? Because they know that we'll fight. Because they know that we're armed. They know that we're principled. They know that we have salvation. They're not coming after us. They're coming after the ones that don't have a foundation the ones whose lives are literally built on sand and lies and fallacies and feelings instead of facts and this coddling, those are the people that our government preys upon and is coming after and is salivating over. Standing like Mr. Burns in the corner, just going, yep. (laughs) We put up the rainbow lights at the White House. And now, we're all going to war. We're going to send them. Like, what in the world? And women. Women, what in the world? It's okay to not want to work. It's okay to want to stay home and raise your children. It's okay to want to cook food for your husband. It's okay to want to iron his clothes and do the laundry. Do you want to know why? Because that's your position. And that is what is going to be the most comforting, the most giving and exactly what that man needs when he returns home from fighting whether it's a daily battle or a battle out of sight. But all of that has been villainized so deeply and so desperately, and everyone thinks that it's a win when there's a female kicker on the male football team who goes out there and makes an absolute fool of herself Yet that's somehow viewed as a win. Oh, we did it. Well, now look what you've also done. We're on the brink of war, and we're on the brink of a female draft. Which if there's a female draft, there's a they-them draft. Everybody gets to go. We should really be celebrating. It's the biggest win. I think Susan B. Anthony would be rolling over in her grave right now. This is not old school feminism. This is not what any of the pioneers of women's rights and just being treated like 
you know, human beings that have boobs. And let's let's just let's just start there. I mean, we're so much more than that, clearly. But we've been diminished now to not having an identity, to not having a purpose. And as a result, the powers that be will give us our purpose for us. If we do not stand in our own power and in our own purpose, somebody will give us one for us. And the fight for equality and the fight for equity is potentially going to land us in a place where we have mothers and fathers going off to war. It's a terrifying notion. And it's a significant consequence of behaviors and actions. Behaviors and actions that have been going unchecked for decades because everyone's too freaking sensitive and too afraid to put their foot down and say, this is wrong. So good luck. Good luck to all of those kids. Unfortunately, if this does happen, I know that there are going to be some women who have the same ideals as me. We're probably going to get lumped into that, that don't want to go, that haven't been brainwashed by the liberal university system and by the televisions in their parents' homes. And that's going to suck, right? That's going to suck. But unfortunately, for all the blue hairs out there that have been screaming at your protests and at your rallies... You, you're going to get what you get. You're going to get what you asked for. Equal treatment. Broken glass ceiling. Trailblazing. Trailblaze on over to the Middle East. Have fun. We'll be praying for you. And with that... That is all the time that we have for today. But remember, we are here on the air five days a week, Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern with a different nurse host daily. Please be sure to tune in and listen to myself and my amazing sister nurses. As we walk you through all of these hot topics, we will empower you with information and education. We will advocate and we will stand in the gap for you because we are nurses and this is what we do. I'm your host, Nurse Beth, and you can find me here every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be sure to make AmericaOutloud.com your daily stop for all the latest news and happenings. We all must do our part and share the stories, the articles, the podcasts, and videos so we can help secure America's future. Until next time, be safe, be well, and God bless. Join us weekdays with a different nurse host daily where no topic is off limits as we shine our lights and expose the darkness. It's time.